Well, it's a good word, a good song that reminds us that God is always with us no matter what. Well, maybe you're here today and you're about to stop short of something that you have been pursuing. Maybe you're kind of feeling like you want to stop short of a promise or you're just ready to give up on something or you just aren't sure how you're going to keep going. You're tired, you're weary, and you're just, ugh, wondering how you're going to get through this challenge in front of us. And sometimes all of us, we get to these moments or these times in life, no matter what age we are, where we're just ready to hang it up. We're just ready to to give up, to throw in the towel, because we're just frustrated with something that isn't working. We just can't see a way through it. And sometimes that's a signal that, yes, God is calling us to do something new and we need to change a direction and go in another way. But I think more often, I think more often, it's a call that God wants us to hang in there, to keep pursuing, even when we're tired, even when we're frustrated, even when we aren't quite sure how it's gonna work out, to continue to pursue and finish the task or fulfill the promise, or complete the degree, or keep going, or persevere in whatever it is that God has called us to do. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning. So as I mentioned a few moments ago, we're taking a look at the larger story of the Exodus, how God brought his people, the Israelites, out of 400 years of slavery to a time in wandering around in the wilderness to then brought them into the promised land. And we've been looking about how God does that. How does God provide direction in our life when things seem uncertain and we're into new places? We talked about how God brought a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead the people, about two million of them, through the wilderness. But not everything went smoothly. And we looked at a time when they were hungry and they were tired and they wondered, God, why have you brought us out here to just leave us? And God provided water from a rock and provided for every one of their needs, provided them meat and shelter and all the things that they needed right on time. And for us too, he promises that he will be there, he will be our provider for us every single moment of our lives. And last week we took a look at the time they were about to enter the promised land, they were on the verge of it, they were ready to go, they sent 12 uh, leaders in to take a look at it. But they couldn't go in because of their fear. And they gave in to the fear and this report that, 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 that wasn't gonna happen and they let fear hold them back. And it was only Joshua and Caleb who stood up and said, no, we can do it because God is with us. It was them, those two men, who had the courage to speak up in spite of their fears. And we talked about how God is calling us as a people of God to be a voice of hope today to also have courage and to stand in the places that we lead, to speak up and to stand up with faith. So this morning we're gonna finish our New Territory series by talking about the fall of Jericho, don't stop. Looking at this first battle that Joshua and the Israelites had to face as they began to enter the promised land and it took perseverance and it took trust for them to see a victory. And I believe that this story has great power and will inspire all of us to keep going and to not quit. So let's pray as we get started this morning. Gracious God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this story long ago, Lord, and I pray that it would speak to our hearts this morning. And for those who are weary this morning, Lord, that you would just give them hope and encouragement to keep going, to keep going and not to give up, not to quit, but to be reminded, Lord, to be reminded of your word and of your perseverance and for us, Lord, 
to continue to do what you've called us to do in these days. Thank you, God. In the name of Christ, amen. So there's a great verse actually in the New Testament that I wanna lay as a foundation this morning. We're gonna get back to uh, Joshua chapter six in the Battle of Jericho in just a moment, but we're gonna start here in the New Testament. You're gonna see it up on the screen, Hebrews 10, 36. It's a great verse to put on a note card, put it somewhere where you can see it. It says this, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. We need to persevere so that when we have done the will of God, we will continue to receive what he has promised. You see, the people of God, the Israelites, God had promised them this particular land, but they weren't living there. They had not received it yet because they didn't have the courage to go in and do what God had called them to do. And throughout scripture, God promises, he promises to give us peace and he promises to give us joy and he promises to give us strength and he promises to give us courage. But sometimes we don't see those things because we're not pressing into God, we're not praying, we're not seeking God and so God can't give us those things if we're not doing those things to be able to see what he's given to us. And so that's what happened to the people of God in our story. And the book of Joshua is when they began to have courage and they began to see and to move into the promised land. And so let's start in Joshua chapter six, starting in verse one this morning. You'll see it up there on the screen. It said, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days. Now, I wanna give credit to a a fellow pastor. His name is Stephen Furtick. I was inspired by some of his material for this message, so I just wanted to let you know that. But we find ourselves here at the beginning of the story and Jericho was the very first city that that they had to take in the promised land. It was the first city up before all these other things that they had to do. And it was the first battle, the first step that they had to take in faith going into the promised land. And how many of you know that the first step in doing something new or the first step as you are starting a new program is sort of the hardest? If you've ever, you know, wanted to start on a, on a particular exercise routine or you want to start on a particular diet or for some of the, the kids these days, they're starting with online school and teachers are trying to figure all that out. And sometimes those first steps are the hardest because you're trying to figure it out. It's something new. It's a new rhythm in your life, a new something that you're having to do. And those first steps are the hardest. And so this city, Jericho, was the first city, this first battle that they encountered. And they'd been wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years because they hadn't had faith. And now they're standing there. Now it's only Joshua and Caleb and the young people, but they're standing there and they're in front of this city that they've been waiting for for a very, very long time. Now as far as cities go in that day, it wasn't a huge city. You could walk around the walled city in about an hour. But the thing that made Jericho so daunting to all the people around was how high the walls were. It was one of the tallest city walls in that entire region at that time. They had built them super, super high and that was their protection. It was so high that people thought you could never ever get into this city. And so here they are, they're standing there and these walls were looking around it and they were trying to figure out what they were gonna do. 
And I wanna use this as an example this morning as we look at three reasons that sometimes we stop short of God's promises or we stop short of doing what God's asked us to do or we just wanna quit on something or we just wanna give up on faith. And so I want us to use a story to look at three different reasons and the first one is this. Sometimes our perspective gets blocked. Sometimes our perspective gets blocked. Sometimes all we see are these absolutely high walls around a situation and we have no idea how we're gonna get through it. Sometimes I have those things in my life where I just say, God, I don't see a way through this situation right now. I don't see how we're gonna get through it. I don't know how we're gonna make it. I don't quite sure that I have the strength to get through it. And it makes it feel like it's this huge obstacle, it's this huge city with this great big wall around it. In my perspective, I can't see through it. And that's when God taps me on the shoulder and he says, but I do. And God says, I can make a way where there seems to be no way. And it's part of the reason that we get together as a people of God every single week is because hopefully by coming to church, you get a chance to tap into that bigger, broader perspective of faith. When we read the scriptures, when we take time in prayer, it's a time for us to get our perspective opened up on a situation or what's going on around us. And so we begin to see not only with our regular eyes, but we begin to see with our eyes of faith. And it's my prayer that during this time together that our perspective gets lifted so we can see a little bit above the walls of our problems and our obstacles and our opposition. It's so easy. It's so easy when we feel overwhelmed and when we're tired and we're frustrated, we just look at the bottom of the wall and all we see is our frustrations and our regrets and, and, and we just aren't sure how we're gonna get through this. And it's only when we begin to get together and we begin to just relax a little bit and open our eyes and our hearts to what God wants us to do that we get our perspective elevated a little bit so we can begin to see what God is doing in this situation, to look through our problems, to look over the walls. And it's very interesting here. I wanna go back to verse one for just a minute. Did you catch this? And you'll see it on the screen there. It said, now the gates of Jericho were securely barred. No one went out and no one came in. They had heard about the Israelites. They had heard about God. And it was just this solid wall, this obstacle where nothing was happening. But look at what it says in verse two. God says, see, I have already delivered Jericho into your hands. The people say, Joshua, that city is securely barred. How are we going to get this to happen? And God is saying to Joshua, don't worry about it. I already got it. The victory is already yours. And it's so interesting, I think, too, in our lives, how often we just, we get, we get stuck on something. There's this big obstacle in front of us, this big wall, and we say, God, I don't understand how this is gonna happen. And what does God say back? It's okay. I already got this. I know that there's a way through it. Are we gonna get stuck on the perspective of verse one or are we gonna trust in the promise of verse two? Is God speaking to you about healing but you still feel broken? Is God saying there's gonna be a victory here, there's gonna be a breakthrough here but you can't see it yet? Have you ever felt like you know, what God has been promising isn't what you're going to see? And sometimes this happens in our life. God says, you know, keep giving even if you can't 
quite see it coming back yet. Keep, pre- keep pressing into me. Keep looking with faith. Even when our promise doesn't meet re- reality, what verse are we going to hold on to? The walls that we see or the perspective that God has in the process. You see, Joshua had to trust that even though all he could see was the walls around him, he was the leader of the people. That God had promised that they were going to get a victory, and so he had to follow what God was asking him to do. Looking past the walls gives us better perspective on our problems. Let's look at the next section, verse 6, starting there. So Joshua, son of Nun, he was the leader. He called all the priests and he said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the people, Advance, march around the city with the armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. Skipping to verse 11, he said, So the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, circling at once. Then the people returned to camp. They spent the night there and they did this for six days. I don't know about you, but when I'm working on a project or I'm working on a process, I like to see progress. We get all those Ps. If we're working on a project or we are working on a process, I like to see some progress. I like to know that I'm getting somewhere, that things are working. If I'm choosing to go on a diet, I want to see some progress on that scale. If I don't, I get frustrated. I want to see some progress in whatever it is that I'm working on. And so can you imagine these uh, soldiers, they're a soldier in the army, they've been trained to fight, they're excited, this is their first battle, God's calling them to do it, they're all excited, and they get home, and the wife says, so what'd you do today, honey? He says, we took a walk. (laughs) That's all we did. And so you get up the next day, and you're excited, and you can you know, go get them, honey. Go, go do what God's asked you to do. And we get home. What did you do today? We took a walk. And they did this for six days. Now, it doesn't seem like that would be too long, but in the midst of it, when you're thinking you're going to go and get this done and get this battle because God has asked us to, it seems like a really, really long day. And I could see how they would get frustrated and tired and say to Joshua, I did not sign up for the marching band. We have all these trumpets in front of us, but I didn't sign up for this. Joshua, what is God doing here? And there are times when you and I ask that same question. I didn't sign up for this, God. And I'm not quite sure What is happening here? They had to trust their leader. They had to trust God, even in this process. Sometimes we stop short because our progress isn't always obvious. We can't quite see how this is going to work out. We don't really know what's happening there. And it's very interesting that as they had to walk around the city, Joshua also told them, you need to be silent. Don't talk. Do you know how hard it is to tell a group of people not to do something? It's hard. And so they have these trumpets that are blowing and they're walking around, but they have to be silent. Why do you think God asked them to be silent? Scripture doesn't tell us for sure, but I kind of wonder, the last time they got in trouble for talking and speaking their fears out loud. 
Remember when the spies came back? We talked about this last week. And this fear began to go. Maybe God's saying, you just need to keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut and march so you don't get into trouble. Sometimes our thoughts, sometimes our words, they're so defeating in what it is that we want to do. Sometimes God says, we just need to march. And Joshua doesn't tell them the plan. He says, go and march, and go and march, and go and march. And sometimes it's in the middle of those processes where we don't understand what God's doing that we have to trust that he does know what he's doing. They had to trust their leader. They had to trust God. And that leads us to another reason that sometimes we stop short. Sometimes we stop short because we can't see any progress. Sometimes we stop short because we just can't see a perspective or a way through it. And sometimes we stop short because the process is open-ended. The process is open-ended. I do uh, a workout on Saturday mornings. A friend of ours, they do something in their driveway. Okay, it's outside, so we call it the driveway workout at 8.30 on a, sun, on a Saturday morning. It's a little group of their neighbors, we get together. And the instructor uh, yesterday said, now I need you to do these particular exercises, there were seven or eight of them, for a minute at a time. Eh, you think a minute, well that's not really that hard, right? I could do anything for a minute. Well, when you actually get to it, and you're down in a plank position, or you're doing some weights over your head or something, a minute is a really long time. And so her daughter was there with the um, little timer, saying 20 seconds, 10 seconds, five seconds, and you knew you could get through it because they were counting down that last part when it started to get really, really hard. And I was thinking of that too, that part of what makes this time difficult is because we aren't quite sure how long it's gonna last. And we all have situations in life where we wanna have some more certainty. How much more of this is left? How much longer are we gonna have online schooling? If I just know, then I can plan a little bit better. How long will this pandemic last? How much longer will this situation occur at work? How much longer do we have to wear a mask? You fill in the blank. How much longer do I have to do whatever, whatever, whatever? Sometimes if we know there's an ending date, we can push ourselves to get through it. But often, life is open-ended. And God doesn't always give us that ending point to know exactly how long that situation's gonna be. And so in those moments when we feel tired and when we feel frustrated and when we just wanna give up, God says you need to keep going just a little bit longer. And it's hard because we wanna know, well, are we on lap five or are we on lap six or are we on lap seven? And God doesn't always give us that. Life is open-ended. God didn't want Joshua and the men to trust in their own effort, but to have faith that God was doing this process. Sometimes what we're doing doesn't seem to be working or we don't seem to be making any progress. And so that's when we begin to question God. And we said, God, when is this going to change? And sometimes God comes back to us with a question. I want you to continue. Will you still pray? Will you still persevere? Will you still serve when no one appreciates it? Will you still show up even when you don't feel like it? Will you still give even when you don't see provision flowing back? Will you still pray for your kids or your grandkids even though they don't wanna go to church right now? Will you still pray? 
Will you still keep doing this? Will you still keep doing what I've asked you to do? Will you still keep marching? Will you still keep doing what I've asked you to do? That's the question that God gives back to you and to me. God doesn't always tell us how long something's gonna last, but he asks us to keep marching and to keep doing it. If we could see the results instantly, we would all do whatever God said. But sometimes he's working and we have to trust that he's working even though we can't quite see it at the moment. And he simply asks us, do you trust me? Do you trust me that I'm still doing a work? Do you trust me that things are still gonna happen? Do you trust me in the midst of all this unrest that I'm still doing something? Walking around the walls prepared them to fight the giants. God had to do a work on the inside and sometimes God sends us walking because he wants to do something in us that will happen before he does something for us. Sometimes God asks us to continue in a situation even if we can't see exactly what God's doing because he's doing a work in us before he can do something for us. He has to do something in us before he can do something for us. So the end of the story in Joshua chapter six, verse 15. If you remember this story, it says this. Then on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and what did they do? They marched around the city seven times this particular day. Except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. And the seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army. They had been quiet before, right? He says, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And then in verse 20, and when the trumpet sounded and the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. Sometimes God asks us to continue walking even if it seems weird. When they walked one time around each day, then they were supposed to walk around seven times. How many times do we perhaps get to the close to our goal or our victory or whatever it is and you just don't know but you might be on lap six and you're getting ready to get that victory in lap seven how many times do we stop short how many times do we give up on a marriage or a ministry or on your kids or your grandkids faith or even on God and we were so close to a victory You're closer than you think. And I want to encourage us this morning to persevere because there might be a breakthrough coming. To keep going, to keep going in whatever it is that God has called you to do or asked you to do in this moment. Even if you're frustrated, even if you're tired, even if you're overwhelmed, to get that strength, to ask God for that strength to keep going because you never know. You never know. There just might be a breakthrough coming. And even if you look tired or even if we look ridiculous or being tired of blowing a trumpet don't stop keep going if you walk every lap like it's your last believing that God has promised one day you're going to be right persevere and the promise and the process will prepare you to live in the land sometimes it's about that process Am I gonna choose to be obedient and am I gonna do what God has asked me to do so that God can produce something in you and me as the people of God 
And in that process, it will allow us to live in a new way, in a new land. Let's pray as we close this morning. Lord, I pray for any of those here this morning that just feel really tired and weary and just feel like giving up. Giving up on a project, giving up on a process, giving up on a relationship, giving up on a dream. And Lord, I just pray this morning that you would just tap on their shoulder and say, don't stop, don't give up. Don't quit. I'm right here. I'm right here with you. You are not alone. And I just pray, Lord, that they might just feel the strength and the power and the comfort of your Holy Spirit this morning. Who would encourage them to get back up and take another lap and to keep going and to keep working at it and to keep going and to keep working at it. Lord, you are building something in us that creates a greater trust in you. And Lord, I pray that we would have the faith to walk the laps that you call us to walk and keep taking your direction. Even when we might not ever understand it, even when it might not be our battle plan, Lord, that we might submit to yours. And to keep being prayerful people and people of faith and hope, even Lord, in the midst of this season. Lord, I pray for those who are really weary this morning. Lord, that you would just encourage them and bolster and strengthen all of us so that me, we might live out your promises and experience your hope and your joy and your peace. We ask this in the precious name of Christ. Amen.